Hey everyone, welcome to Friday Follow-Up. I'm Alec. I'm Lonnie. And last week, we talked about Clint, who could tell a story with no reservations. How'd you do this week? Any reservations? Or were you working on a story that you could tell the whole world? This week, we listened to Bill. We got to hear his story, and he is a great example of Micah 6. Seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. Uh, it was sometimes hard for me to sit there and listen to Bill give me all the compliments he gave me. <laughs> because sometimes I feel like when I'm talking to Bill, um, I just want to give him so many compliments, but he doesn't give me a leg in. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to take that many compliments, but man, it feels good to be around him. And he really shows you what it's like to... To just be loved, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely, yep. It's kind of funny too. Is um, we we have not obviously been very technically proficient to say the least. But uh, I kind of chuckled when he was talking about how the third time's a charm. He had two previous attempts, but yet he was still patient enough to come a third time. Because I think he felt that his message that or the information he was going to share with us was important enough to give a third uh, attempt. So I'm yeah. grateful for his patience and his willingness to to uh, attempt it again. Yeah, so thanks, Bill. And thanks, Lori, for letting us borrow Bill three times in a row. I, <laughs> I hope you all got something out of Bill's story. He... I'll tell you, the interview got shorter each time, and I feel like I'm going to have to interview him a few more times because of the things uh, Bill knows. Bill's one of them guys that can tell you stories about being in the hospital when Reagan was shot or uh, it, going to the Air Force in Colorado to um, work out there. I mean, the, the things Bill has done in his life are pretty amazing and spectacular, uh, yep. yet he's super humble mm -hmm. and uh, super loving. Yeah, that's... That is one thing, too, because uh, with the media and how they are today, it's so black and white with politics, and they make out a good person to be like a villain, or they take a person that's a villain and make them be a hero, you know, whatever the case may be. But I thought it was really neat that he'd ran for Congress in Illinois in uh, a democratically controlled region. And he had actually got a 60% vote in the primary, but of course he ended up losing the general election. But I still think it's cool that, you know, just that he stepped up and just kind of stood for what he believed in and tried to not only become the voice of like his uh, people or his constituents, he would say, but he had the, the courage to to attempt it. There's so many people that have great ideas, but they're just, they never have the courage to actually step up and attempt any, anything, never run for office or maybe even like he was saying, sometimes just stepping in and helping out less than 5% of the population actually has anything to do with um, an election, you know, whether yeah. just out knocking on doors or answering phones or calling people, whatever it may be. Yeah, so many of us don't know what's behind the scenes. We yeah. just see video ads yep. or we, we see the 
news articles on our Google feed, and that's as far as we get into yep. politics or what's going on. And there's some people that will say leave it alone because uh, you don't want to get into that. You don't want to get in the middle of that, or they're all crooks. Well, I can tell you Bill's not a crook. No. And no. he ran. Yep. So there are good guys out there running, and uh, and I think more of us could take more responsibility in that area too. Yeah. More than 5% of us should be in charge of what happens in the country. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's kind of interesting that out of what, over 350 million people, and they give us two two people to choose from for president, you know. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes three, but for the most part, two. Yeah. I just think it's crazy. Yeah. But like he was saying, special interests are huge because so many people are distracted or they just don't have the energy in their day to care about the goings-on. So special interests kind of sneak their way in and, it is what it is, but yeah, I just really need to hear him talk about it. And yeah. If he would have ran for office locally, I would have definitely voted for him just listening to, you know, his experiences and his views of life and his love for family and friends. So, Well, you must be old because... I'm old. The, the Churchill quote that Bill used, that boy, I've said more than twice now since the interview, is... If you're not a liberal when you're young, then you have no heart. And if you're not a conservative when you're an old man, then you have no brain. Yeah, it was Winston Churchill. Yeah. Boy, perfect perspective. But, uh, well, hey, Lonnie and I are each going to talk about uh, a segment, and then we're going to give everybody a challenge for next week. Uh, kind of based on what Bill gave us for information and uh, Bill's uh, interview. So we're going to give you a challenge for the next week, something for you to strive for and uh live up to so much like our fathers would challenge us with the same thing so yeah listen for that but lonnie what do you what's the thing you got out of bill's interview so well there's several things kind of struck up like stuck out to me but some of the things that really were um like uh encouraging or providing like hope was that, like, his mother, after being diagnosed with lymphoma, moved from out west back to be closer to um, her ex-husband, or separated husband, so that way her kids could have someone to go to for when she died or passed away. And after being separated for 10 years on the other side of the world without social media, without, you know, video conferencing or good long distance probably who knows um it was just amazing that they were able to like rekindle the relationship and uh, repair the separation the damage that had occurred and that just kind of stuck out to me for my separation with for my wife but we only had to deal with it for a little under two years where they were apart yeah for 10 so yeah that's a long time I mean, yeah, 10 years. That's, that's longer than I've been married. Yeah. That's that's just, yeah, it gives you hope in uh, humanity. And hope and love. And that God has a plan. He has he has a will for all of us. So, And another thing that really was neat is, yeah, I could talk to him about his favorite book. And, of course, he's like, well, the Bible, but... If I were to break it down by a specific book in the 
in the Bible. He really pointed at Matthew being his favorite book, and of course that was the book that I feel contributed towards this um, saving our marriage, yeah, my own marriage with my wife when I was deployed. So it's it was very um, very interesting that we have so so many similarities, um, even though obviously he's quite a bit older than me, but it just kind of ties us together. We both have have served our country. We've both had experiences of, you know, heartbreak or disappointment, and then, of course, the resurgence, like coming back and uh, making things right. So. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy how how so far we've had four interviews and they all relate, and it's uh, yeah. I didn't pick these guys that way. Yeah, I just, just picked the guys I looked up to. They just kind of, they one way or another, they get tied together. Like, yeah, and uh, that's not by chance. I yeah. think that's you, you, there's good men out there all over the place. It's just whether or not you appreciate them and whether or not we find them and listen to their stories. Yeah, yeah. I, that story about his parents that hit me. I've that's the third time I heard it, and I wasn't gonna let him get out of that interview without telling that story. <laughs> um, you have to. That's pretty amazing. It's the other end of the world she lived, and yeah. uh, the doctor, I forgot his name. His name was pretty ironic. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the doctor told her, you, you better figure this out. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, where she could have went, but the fact that she went back there to Bill's dad, and, and they, didn't just, they didn't just get back together, they reconciled. You yeah. know, uh, that's how Bill described it. Yep. That's awesome. And Bill amazes me because he has no no outward resentment i i would believe that he has no inward resentment and that's something i people have a lot of or you can find resentment anywhere oh, yeah. especially this generation there is yep. so much oh my parents did wrong my parents did wrong yep bill showed us you don't you don't have to have resentment no nope. you get a lot more joy without it yep absolutely uh so there is no resentment uh that anybody would ever see and i assume it's not there uh there's just love and and he was an only child as well and i think i i had mentioned that to uh to him in a couple a couple interviews ago i should say and mm-hmm. the, the fact that he was an only child uh and the stuff he went through when he was a kid and he came out of it you wouldn't know he was an only child i mean no. he's he uh went to school became a doctor and he's I always pictured only childs as like snobby, you know, uh, I don't know, kind of snobby people. Like self-centered. Self, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. And Bill is everything about that. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I think he his parents really taught him a, a great lesson. Yeah, absolutely. And even he said that even during those years when him and his mom were in California, he never he never wondered if he had a dad that loved him. He knew he had a dad that loved him. Yep. Uh, he he knew that his dad was there that loved him, yep. so that's something we could all strive for. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know, make sure uh, make sure the kids know they got a dad that loves them. Uh, I don't know how his dad did that, but he he did a pretty awesome job of raising Bill. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked Bill, what trip would you take, and I. I knew he was going to say something about an airplane because Bill's a pilot and he has an airplane and it's pretty cool. And he still, I still haven't 
been fortunate enough to line up a time to go with him, but I knew it was going to have an airplane, but I figured Bill would probably say him and Lori going to, I, I kind of thought maybe he'd say a mission trip or something like that, but he flipped it on me even, mm. even still. Yeah. And Bill said, it's the people you're with. Uh, when I asked him about the food, he said, it's the people you eat it with. And that is something really cool because uh, a lot of times I think we get ourselves caught up in uh, the material things or the yep. experience, but the experience to me really lies, well, as I learned from Bill, really lies in who you experience it with. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't, going somewhere by myself wouldn't be nearly as exciting if I couldn't share with my wife and kids or wife and family. Yeah. You know, it's like I could go up to the to the lake in the summer by myself, but it's not going to be any fun. I'm not going to be wanting to do anything. Yep. But when you get your kids out there and see how much fun they're having, the joy that they're getting from the experience and stuff, yeah, I mean, that's really what it's about. It's not about the setting. It's it's about who you're with, so. Yeah. And it, I, uh, I think about, like, even hunting. Back in the day, we used to go hunting as a big, uh, there used to be a bunch of us that used to go hunting together, and, and that was fun. But then the, they all kind of grew up and moved away, and now there's, I mean, there's none of that. We don't do party hunting down here anymore, and uh, that's part of what I miss. Not because I like to get 10 people together chasing deer around the woods, but I like to, <laughs> you like to share memories with people. Um, yeah. ju and just like Bill says, going on vacation. Well, who are you going with? That's the really cool part. Yep. Who do you get to experience that with and share those memories with and uh who are you going to be able to share those memories with in the future? So I thought that was pretty cool. One thing uh, I did want to touch on that Bill said was his parents. Uh, one thing that he noticed, and this was might have been an interview that wasn't on Monday, so this might be a sneak peek into an interview S sneak peek. from the past. <laughs> it's a past interview that's not happened yet. Yeah, it probably won't, it won't happen for a while. But anyway, his uh, he talked about he remembered his dad putting up Christmas cards, taping the Christmas cards, because his dad was a congressman. He'd get Christmas cards from all his constituents and all these people that he knew, and how his dad and mom would sit there and go through Christmas cards together and appreciate all the people that they got Christmas cards from. And I don't know about you, but I do not do that. I tape them up, or watch Lydia tape them up, and then I forget hmm. that we received that Christmas card the second we tape it up to the door. Yep. Uh, and that's something I realized I need to do better at, is just the simple fact of appreciating Christmas cards. That's something Bill brought up that I realized I'd really like to do. I'd really like to take the time to look at all the Christmas cards with my wife and appreciate all the people that we have in our lives that we get Christmas cards from. Mm -hmm. um, mostly because we don't have Facebook, so we don't get to scroll down and appreciate all the people that post stuff on Facebook. What's Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Bill read the book Love You Forever. Love yeah. You Always. Yep. Love You Forever. Love You Forever. That was pretty cool. Uh, the kids love that book. They love hearing it. Uh, they love hearing Bill read it. Very cool. So everybody make sure you listen to that. And Lonnie, you were saying something about that book? Yeah. Um, I had told Holly that she needed to listen to the uh, Love You Forever, and she goes, oh, I, well, I already know that book. I bought it back when I was in school, like third or fourth grade. So I think it's at my mom's house. I'm like, oh, okay. But it just reminds me of 
um, my mother, because I'm the youngest of the family, and, um... Oh, you are? Yep. I didn't know that. And she's... You're the baby? I'm the baby. So is Holly. Oh. But, um, I was the, not only the baby, but also the largest baby. It's like 11, I believe that. 11 pounds, 4 ounces. Yeah, was that all? That was it, okay. yeah. And I was like 22 and a half inches, 23. <laughs> I was like a toddler when it came out. Um, Do you walk? Yeah. But my mom is very petite. She's 5'4". And so I'm like over a foot taller than her. So that just kind of reminds me of my mom. Always telling me that, reminds me that, you know, if I'm giving her grief... Do you know how big you were as a baby? <laughs> You'll always be my baby because you're you're the youngest. Yeah. You know, so it just yeah, it just kind of touched me there. Just makes me think of my mom and how it doesn't matter how old I am, how big I get, I'm still her baby boy. So yeah. That's yeah, it. Was a great story. Yeah. It's very cool. And how he passed it on in the book at the end of the book and pass it on to his kid and i think that kind of brings us around to what this is we just want to pass stories like bill's on and lessons that bill's learned and seen learned uh pass them on to the next generation so uh so the challenge this week is other than alec running for office because bill wants to Alec to run for office. I kind of want to run for office just so Bill can be my right-hand <laughs> man. Like, I just want to see what Bill's got in him, just if but I do run for office. Listening to Bill tell Alec, he's like, oh, Alec, you, you, you've got to, you got to do it, you know? Yeah. He's just got a lot of confidence in Alec, and it's pretty awesome that just through a landlord, you know, tenant-type relationship, they've established this bond so it's it's pretty awesome because i mean i don't i can remember some of my landlord's names but i never established a relationship with them yeah it's pretty pretty neat to find uh to find uh, another like alec was saying like another father figure yeah or parental figure and like more grand grandparents for his his kids because that's kind of what they feel they are is just extended family, so. Yeah, I should, full disclosure, I mean, after we got done with this interview, we all went and took Dave Ramsey class together, and then we went out for lunch afterwards. Thanks, Dave. Yep, thanks, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> and uh, and then we all went out to lunch afterwards. I, I mean, which is probably against the whole Dave Ramsey thing, but it was first class, so it doesn't count. But anyway, that's the kind of, that's the kind of friends Bill and Lori are to us, uh, role models they are to us. Mm-hmm. And we always leave lunch with those guys thinking, how do we be more like them? You yeah. know, like, what did Bill do? I have to do more of what Bill did. I have yep. to I have to talk more like Bill. I have to, how did Bill get that much information out of me? He just kept mm-hmm. asking me questions and complimenting me. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's kind of ironic, too, because the more I listen to his um, interview, the more I realize, I think, I'm pretty sure I know his wife, Lori, she works at, uh, Mayo Clinic Health Systems in Austin with Dr. Julie Adams, who is the orthopedic, um, doctor who worked with my elbow. Yeah. So. Such a small world. It is a very small world. Yeah. All right, guys. The challenge 
for this week, we're going to take what Lonnie got out of the podcast, which was Bill's parents were separated for nine or ten years, and they came back together, and not only just came back together, but reconciled or rectified their marriage. What would you be able to, if you were separated, for some reason you got separated from your loved one, would you be able to reconcile after 10 years? If not, why don't you think you would? And fix it. Yeah. Or work on it. Uh, Look at or, the underlying issues. Like, exactly. Is it pride or what's the issue? And uh, Or if you do have a relationship, it doesn't have to be your spouse, but if you do have a relationship, what's stopping you from reconciling? What is it? Is it... Is it really kind of like picking a fight with the devil? We can always go back to yeah. that, you know. Yeah. What's the real issue? Why haven't you reconciled? So this week, think about the relationships you've got. Are could you reconcile them after ten years? If not, are they important enough to to be close relationships? And if they are important enough to be close relationships, try to make it so you could reconcile after ten years, so you have the confidence to do that. Yeah, and. Second part of the challenge is if you do have any relationships out there that need to be rectified, rectify them. Bill's parents did it, and uh, Bill came out of that, so we're pretty lucky that they did that. Imagine what could come out of the relationships that you rectify next week. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, thanks, Lonnie, for helping out. All right, happy Friday.